0: Good morning. Today we welcome our friends from Dunster House for Senior Talks. We will begin today's service with a responsive reading from the Black Appleton Chapel Psalter Book, Psalm Selection No. 126, found on page 63. Please stand as you are able. When the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion, we were like them that dreamed. Then it turned off the wood with laughter, and our tombs were singing. Then it they bay among the heavens. The Lord hath done great things for them. The Lord hath done great things for us, whereof we are glad. Turn again our captivity, O Lord, as it streams of the south. They that sow in tears shall reap in joy. He that go forth, forth and needeth, bearing precious seed, shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. You may take your seats.
1: I'm going to be reading from Ezekiel 37, verses 1 through 14 for those who'd like to follow along. The hand of the Lord came upon me, and he brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord and set me down in the middle of a valley. It was full of bones. He led me all around them. There were very many lying in the valley, and they were very dry. He said to me, Mortal, can these bones live? I answered, O Lord God, you know. Then he said to me, Prophecy to these bones and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God to these bones. I will cause breath to enter you, and you shall live. I will lay sinews on you, and will cause flesh to come upon you, and cover you with skin, and put breath in you, and you shall live, and you shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I had been commanded. And as I prophesied, suddenly there was a noise, a rattling, and the bones came together, bone to its bone. I looked, and there were sinews on them, and flesh had come upon them, and skin had covered them, but there was no breath in them. Then he said to me, Prophecy to the breath, Prophecy, mortal, and say to the breath, Thus says the Lord God, Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe upon these slain, that they may live. I prophesied as he commanded me, and the breath came into them, and they lived and stood on their feet, a vast multitude. Then he said to me, Mortal, these bones are the whole house of Israel. They say, Our bones are dried up, and our hope is lost. We are cut off completely. Therefore, prophecy, and say to them, Thus says the Lord God, I'm going to open your graves and bring you up from your graves, O my people. And I will bring you back to the land of Israel. And you shall know that I am the Lord when I open your graves and bring you up from your graves, O my people. I will put my spirit within you and you shall live. And I will place you on your own soil. Then you shall know that I, the Lord, have spoken and will act, says the Lord. Thank you. All right. One of the first things I realized when I arrived at Harvard was that everyone here has a story. Looking out in the crowd, I see some of my friends and I think back to some of their stories and what they've taught me. For the next three to five minutes, I'd like to offer you a brief glimpse into mine, and while I hope it's interesting enough not to be able to be summed up entirely in this short time, I wanna share some of what I've learned along the way. Like a lot of people, though I liked high school, what I was most excited for in college was something different. In other words, which I gather are very popular here, a transformative experience, and one in which I could be someone different from who I'd been at the same school for the last 13 years. But. What I very quickly found out was that I was exactly the person I thought I'd left behind in a building on the Upper West Side of Manhattan. And what's more, that person was not too happy. I spent two years at Duke, and it took a while. But eventually, I decided I would apply to transfer. My time at Harvard actually started rather inauspiciously. I missed the application deadline by three whole minutes. And the next morning, I frantically called the admissions office to entreat them to accept my application. They did, luckily. And the rest is history. My goal in transferring was, quite simply, to start over and to become the person I thought I would when I first left for college. But if I learned anything the first time around, I would need to do things differently. And that started with taking a long look in the mirror. As the Roman poet Horace once said, what exile from his homeland flees himself to? What I had done wrong the first time was fall into what I believe is a very common trap. I placed the burden of my own happiness on the shoulders of others. Duke isn't what I thought. It's not the right school for me. I don't mesh with the people and so on. These are the things I told myself to justify my feelings. But the reality was, and is, only I was responsible for my life and my choices, and that's the enduring message I'd like to impart today. Whatever I felt about Duke, it was not the university's, or anyone else's job, to help me find responsibility, and purpose, and happiness while I was there. I'm happy to report my second go at it has been much more fruitful, but that was exclusively because of this realization. However, what I'm saying right now is nothing you haven't heard before. Anyone can tell you exactly what I just said, and plenty of people who are much smarter and more eloquent than I am have said exactly this. What I do hope to do slightly differently is to offer some concrete ways in which I think one goes about that. And by that, I mean taking responsibility for creating your own happiness and finding your own way and purpose while in college. For me, the most important of these is very simple. Be comfortable taking risks and stepping outside your comfort zone. It's always very easy to imagine potential drawbacks from our decisions, but there's an asymmetry between the versions you conjure from anxiety and fear and the drawbacks that could actually result. My decision to apply to Harvard was mostly a whim, a huge what if, and it turned out to be one of the best decisions I've ever made. In short, it's always better to regret something you did than something you did not do. You don't know until you try, and that class that sounds interesting but hard could be the best one you ever take, and the club you decide to comp just one more time could end up being your new favorite activity. Moreover, along with taking risks comes being true to yourself. Don't do things because you think you have to, gain external validation, or just because everyone else is doing them. That is a guaranteed recipe for unhappiness. In college, you don't have to do anything anymore. It's your life, and we'll define it as your choices. Also closely tied in with taking risks. Don't be afraid to make changes, even big ones, when you need to. When something's making you unhappy, you know. So identify it, and don't let routinized unhappiness or dissatisfaction deter you from rediscovering your way. One more thing I've personally found very meaningful is finding a way to give back. If you're at Harvard, whoever you are, you're a very lucky person, and finding a way to serve your community, however small, is just one way of paying that forward. Finally, I'd like to close by saying the following. It is never too late. No matter how dire things may seem, there's always a way out, and you can always turn them around, as long as you don't quit. Thank you to Professors Kelly and Shen, and the rest of the Dunster team for giving me the honor of making this speech. Thank you to everyone who came to listen to me today, and a very, very special thank you to my parents and my younger brother who are also in the audience today. I wish everyone an amazing rest of the semester and summer. Thank you. Now I'd like to offer a brief prayer. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change those I can, and wisdom always to know the difference. Following a second prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen.
0: Please stand as you are able to sing from the Crimson Harbor hymnal the hymn Jesus Lives, Thy Terrors Now, verses 1 and 4. Verses 1 and 4. May the Lord keep you from evil, and may the Lord keep you in your going out and in your coming in from this time on and forevermore. Amen. Amen.